Welcome to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to demonstrate that many issues that your accountant deals with are multifaceted. Therefore, a holistic accountant's job is really to not only help you improve your business, but also help you improve your personal financial position. Before we get started today, I'd like to ask two favors. Firstly, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it amongst friends or colleagues that you think will all equally get some value from it uh, and or leave a rating where you listen to this podcast. It would help us tremendously. Secondly, if there are any topics that you're interested in, uh, please let us know. There's an email address in the show notes that you can just drop us a quick email and ask us to present on a particular topic. Okay, let's get started. Okay, so today Mina and I are going to talk about motor vehicles. So uh, how best to own your motor vehicle. We'll talk about really how to finance a motor vehicle um, and some common mistakes I think that we come across, uh, you know, in terms of accountants advice and so forth. So Mina, I put it to you if I'm running my business and I want to go out and buy a, a new vehicle, which is to say it might be secondhand, but certainly a vehicle I don't own yet. Uh, what would you say uh, to me or what advice would you give me? I'll tell you, be weary. <laughs> um, there's a, unfortunately, there's a lot of, um, I want to say, accountants and, and people willing to give you advice who will tell you that buying a, a car is going to save you a lot of tax. And unfortunately, to a lot of people's, I'm sure, um, disgust. Distaste. Distaste. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Um, it, it, it really doesn't. Um, so... When it comes to purchasing a car, you gotta you got to sort of account for what is your business use or what is your work use uh, percentage of that car. Um, now, we're talking about standard cars here. We're not talking about utes or buses or taxis or... Trucks. Yes. Or, um, they've got their own set of rules. But your standard car, if you're, for example, an accountant, um, an easy example... We don't do much traveling. We might go for, to clients here and there, um, you know, visit their business premises. Again, it's not. It's likely not to be more than 5,000 kilometers a year. So if I go buy, for example, a $100,000 vehicle, I'm not going to get much tax benefit of that because my business use is going to be nowhere near probably maybe 10, 20% of that. So you're going to end up with basically a, a fringe benefit tax problem where you're you're paying more than what the car is actually saving you in t- in tax. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I've been running my own business for twenty years, and I can say I have never put a motor vehicle in a trading entity of my own. Um, I might have purchased company. I have purchased cars in company names, uh, so non-trading companies. Um, purely just uh, to, it makes finance uh, easier and often cheaper um, because if you've got a if the car's owned by an entity rather than an individual, it's no longer a consumer loan, so it's a lot easier from a, a finance perspective. But apart from that, I've never done it, and the reality is that it's a lot of work. You then ha- um, have to either make a FBT contribution or lodge an FBT return. And and at the end of the day, at best, you might save a couple of hundred bucks in tax. But the reality is it's kind of not worth it. But if you do want to do it, of course, you know, there's a lot of record keeping involved as well, isn't there, Mina? Definitely. So you obviously got to keep a logbook for a period of 12 weeks. Yes, it's valid for five years, but it's still, you know, getting in your car every single day, try to record, you know, what's business use, what's private use. It's a bit... It's a bit uh, time-consuming and onerous. Onerous. Yeah. Um, 
we only generally recommend car purchases in trading entities if it's of lower value, say twenty, thirty thousand dollars, because the reporting requirements at that point uh, for, with those low value cars, we can use what is called the statutory method, um, which means you don't need to keep a logbook, um, and the fringe benefit. Um, consequences or the recipient's contribution is quite low. So you can end up with a higher benefit of tax deductions in terms of depreciation and and insurance and registration, fuel, oil, all those kind of things. They will end up to be likely higher than what your your fringe benefit sort of contribution is. So it's the conversation that you should be having with your accountant, whether it's worth actually putting the vehicle in the company and if so what kind of tax benefit are you actually going to receive and when it comes to funding the vehicle i mean it's tempting for people to think oh look i'll go and get a lease and that way i you know it doesn't really cost me anything in terms of major upfront uh, cash contribution but typically when it comes to cars my advice is you're buying a depreciating asset so by using finance to fund a depreciating asset, what you're actually doing is increasing the cost of that asset, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's fine to go and borrow to buy an investment property, but you know, you're buying an appreciating asset and so it's worthwhile. So it really then comes down to the opportunity cost of the funds. So what I typically think then is that if you're spending, say, fifty to 70000 or less, you're probably better to pay cash for the vehicle. And because really there's not a major opportunity cost with, say, $50,000. But if you're going to go out and buy a vehicle for 150000 well, leasing starts to become more attractive because you could take that 150000 and buy an investment deposit for an investment property or put it in the share market, make super contributions, could do lots of different things. So that's kind of the way I look at financing. And, of course, what Mina said was that if you've got a low-value vehicle – um, sometimes they are worthwhile to put into a trading entity, um, but you wouldn't necessarily go and get a lease for it if it's only $20,000, pay the cash, pay, pay cash for it, and then put it in the entity and um, you're going to minimise any FBT consequences. If you've got a really luxury vehicle, 150000 you most certainly wouldn't put that into a trading entity because you'll get smashed by fringe benefit tax. Um, and you're probably just better off getting a lease either in a, a non-trading entity's name or your, your personal name. And the final consideration is really borrowing capacity. It, the, the, thing, the problem with leases are they're over a relatively short period of time, uh, so tend to be sort of three to five years, and they'll have a balloon payment um, which reduces the, the monthly repayments, but if you set the balloon repayment really low, uh, what it means is it sets your monthly repayments quite high and it can really eat into your borrowing capacity, your personal borrowing capacity. So you need to then think about or talk to your mortgage broker in terms of when, when you go and fund a car to work out, particularly if you've got plans to borrow more in the future, uh, how to, how you structure the, the finance of that car could have a really big impact on your borrowing capacity and therefore your ability to you know go and buy an investment property if that's what you plan to do or upgrade your home. So that's just something to keep in mind and really talk about, talk with your uh, mortgage broker about. By the way, um, Stuart, the, I must clarify that um, this doesn't capture utes that have a towing capacity of one tonne or more or trucks. Um, they have got their own set of rules where um, aren't generally subject to FBT or you don't need to keep a logbook for it as long as you're obviously yep. using it predominantly for yep. the work. 
work purposes. Yeah, so people that need a ute for trade purposes, um, uh, they're, they're really under their own different rules and, and often because there's no FBT, it, it can make it worthwhile to put them in a business name. Okay, that's it for today. Until next week, bye for now.